You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiwa Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Welcome back to my show, Deeply Connected. I just love spending some time with you and teaching you more and also keep learning about relationships and connections and how we really love to feel in relationships with ourselves and others. And today the episode is for my single ladies because all of you would love to have a beautiful long-term partnership or marriage. And if you have been dating or in this dating scene for some time, you might be wondering, where are all the good men? Where are all the good men at? Where are they? So today I want to really talk about how you can recognize if you and someone you are dating, um, both of you, how you are compatible or not compatible, if you are a good fit or not a good fit. And... I really am proponent of conscious dating and conscious relationships. And for that to be even possible, you need to have some self-awareness. And a lot of my clients, um, they think they have a lot of self-awareness, but then when we talk about relationships and the dating patterns and emotional patterns, uh, what they recognize is they have some knowledge and understanding of themselves, but not enough. So they keep recreating a lot of the same of scenarios with men. So what are the things you need to look out for and look for if you want to have a successful relationship that stands a chance of decades together? And not only surviving, but also thriving. Because if you want to have a great experience in life, there is a huge difference between being in a relationship that is a life and that is a container between two of you that is also felt and a relationship that is um, hanging by a thread and you are in your survival. Let me tell you, that feels very, very different. I remember being in my last relationship before I met my husband and I was with someone who was a wonderful person, but his communication skills were not fantastic. He would be shutting down for days. And after being with him, I was so clear on what I wanted for myself in the future. So one of the things that I was paying attention to, and I encourage you to do so as well, is to looking out for how they communicate. How do you communicate hard, difficult emotions? Are you open to conflict? <laughs> what, what, what does conflict even mean for you? How do you communicate about that? Very important. Communication number one. I want you to also be so clear on your values. What are your values? If you want to be in a monogamous relationship, please stop dating men who want to have an open relationship. Like, what are we even doing? Right? If your value is monogamy and being committed for life, why do you even entertain someone 
who is unclear about what they want from a relationship. Clear values. Is it integrity? Is it honesty? Is it transparency? What are those values for you first? And if you are not clear, this is what's going to happen in your dating life. If you don't understand your values and your what comes with this afterwards are your non-negotiables, you will go out on a date and because, you know, the clock is ticking and you think there are not enough great men out there, you are going to settle. You are going to dismiss some things, dismiss things that are very important for you. So if your value uh, is, for example, transparency, and you can notice that a man you are seeing is not being transparent, is you feel like he's hiding some things, and they don't have to be even bad things, but he's just not communicating, and you feel that there is something off, and you, you feel that, because a lot of us women, even, even when we still didn't heal everything within ourselves, we can feel that, like this, mm, the gut feeling, like there's something off. And you completely ignore that. You ignore that because you don't have your values straight, number one. Secondly, you don't understand your non-negotiables. And then also you haven't worked on yet on changing your beliefs about what is possible for you in love and relationships. And you are in your scarcity mindset. And you are like just latching onto this man because in some ways he's great, but you are not seeing the red flags. So... To be compatible and look for the green flags, I want you to be clear on your values. Write them down. You need to write them down and you need to also check in with yourself. Am I embodying all those values? Am I honest? Do I communicate in conflict? Am I transparent? Um, am I playful? Can I, do I have a sense of, like for me, sense of humor and being able to be playful was very, very important value. And if my partner will not be able to be funny with me and get my jokes and, you know, then I would be having a very hard time in my relationship because that matters to me. So you need to be very clear on what matters to you because we are all different, correct? If you want to have an open type of relationship, that is your, that you, you can do whatever you want in your relationship. So there is no bad, right or wrong but you need to know what personally is of value for you. Write it down, know it, and when you are around someone, a man you are dating, you really need to be checking in with yourself. Is this that? For me, one of the really important things was when I was dating my husband is to pay attention if he does what he says. I used to date so many men that would say so many things and not do them. So their mouth was full of amazingness, and then in action, it looked like nothing in comparison. And so when I started dating my husband, I committed to myself and I said, I need to take my time and I need to really notice who this person is. And if he says he's going to do something, no matter how small it is, does he really do it, even if he doesn't feel like it? That, ladies, is the, it was so important for me and so vital because... When you keep growing together as a couple and as, you know, as a marriage, if you have someone who says things and then doesn't follow up, imagine how this is going to look like in all areas of your life. And if you have children together, <laughs> it takes it to another level. Um, you will feel very betrayed. 
when somebody that you will feel not cared for, you will feel like it doesn't really matter what I say. And by the way, how can I trust someone or how can you trust someone that they say one thing, but they do something completely different? This lack of trust for me. And I want you to really notice in your dating experience what you have been doing. Have you been allowing some of your values, if you know them, to be just forgotten or put to the side because you really want connection and you want them in your life? I, I want you to be honest with yourself. We cannot create a conscious relationship if we keep downplaying what really matters to us and we keep downplaying um, the importance of matching our values. And, you know, I work with women who are single or married and I see in, in, in the relationships that are two years in, three years in, seven years in, 10 years in, whatever that is, that if we didn't have those values established from the beginning and we are very different in what we value, it creates a lot of um, traction. It creates a lot of tension. It creates a lot of conflict because how we live is our life is by what we value. So if I value a lot of alone time and my partner values being with people all the time, we can be on the, we literally can attract people on the spectrum. So let's say if I want to go out five times a week to a dinner or, uh, you know, invite people to our house and be in constant connection to people. And for my partner, it would be completely too much. Like he would say, I can maybe have people at the house one time a week and that's enough for me. How would it look like one year in, two years in, three years in? It will create a lot of, um, a lot of tension and a lot of conflict. And one thing I want you to also remember, there is a difference between last and the sexual attraction and deep long-term relationship. So somebody can be a great, you can have a great chemistry with someone and, and you know, sex can be amazing. And if you look at this person and you think, will they be getting up with me to the kids that are sick? Will they be taking care of me if I'm sick or will they be supportive? And the answer is no not even the best sex in life will compensate for the lack of support and values and stability that you are looking for if you want to have a stable relationship. Like, listen, I have been in those relationships and you end up shorthanded. You end up shorthanded. So paying attention to, to those values that, that really matter to you. Now, you need to have also your non-negotiables around three, four or five non-negotiables. And, and, and deal breakers, like for me, if you do drugs, if you an, are an alcoholic or, you know, there are a lot of people who are like functional alcoholics and I have a lot of um, compassion for, for women who are married to, to men like that. And some men are open to healing and some not. And we as women can do a lot in those relationships as well to change the dynamic. And for me, it was a deal breaker. Like I knew that I do not, after my last relationship, before I met my husband, I knew for me going and living with someone who would have rages or who would be emotionally unpredictable, that was a huge no. That was a deal breaker for me. Someone who watches porn, someone, and you know, you are free to do whatever you want to do. But if we as women don't understand our deal breakers and our non-negotiables and our values, then I will tell you, whatever relationship you will be in at some point is going to completely break you and you will feel very out of control.
Another thing that I don't think we discuss enough is money, 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 money. And my husband says, everybody's funny about money. And it's true because we are in a relationship to money and how we were raised, where we raised with money, where we raised without money. Was it a struggle or we were raised in a way that we were given money and we could get and buy whatever we needed. And there was always abundance, but it was also maybe a way to feel loved when for example, if you have a parent that works all the time and doesn't have time for you, but they have money, they just give you money, money, money. What is your relationship to money? Uh, when we look at the divorce rate and what happens in relationships, a lot of times it's because of money, sex, children, right? So money is it's really huge. Understanding when you are dating, how do I treat money? Am I a saver? Am I a spender? If I'm a spender, why am I spending? Am I spending beyond my budget or am I within my budget? And I know it's such an intimate subject, just like sex and kids. But if we don't have awareness about our own habits around money, our own beliefs and relationship with money, and we don't have those conversations with the men we are seeing, guess what? You will get into the relationship and you will go and live together. And how are you going to make decisions about who pays for what and how do we save and why do we spend on travel, but not on health? Like everybody has a different relationship to money and different value put on money. If you don't have the same financial goals, it will be very, very hard to stay together happily, you know, forever. And I'm a proponent of long-term relationship and I love being married, but we were so clear on what we needed and wanted and our values were aligned. So having conversations about the money, you have to be aligned or it's going to be a red flag and it's going to become very, very toxic. So when you look for compatibility, you have to have a conversation about this before you get to engagement, before you get married. If you're already married or you live together and you didn't have any conversations around this subject and now it's coming up and it's causing a lot of stress, then it's time to educate yourself or read about this or get some support. Receive, ask for support. And I know for many of us high achievers, it's so hard to ask for support because we are smart and we, you know, I know how to figure this out. Look at me, I'm so successful. I can figure this out. But let me tell you, we can be successful in our area of expertise and we can be very smart, but we don't see our own blind spots. So I understand it can feel hard, but if you are in a stage of your relationship where you need support and you can see the same issue and the same um, triggers coming up over and over and over again, I know you are smart, so get some support. So how do we spend money? How do we uh, save money? What are our goals uh, for the future? Like how much do we want to save? And do we want to buy? Do we want to rent? Just all those conversations, I would encourage them. Of course, not in like the first weeks of dating because the first week of, weeks of dating are mostly about fun and pleasure. And you can also already observe yourself and the other person in that space and you will learn a lot. You will learn a lot about about a person just by being present to them and to yourself. Next, you need to be clear on if you want to have kids. If you want to have kids and you are seeing somebody who doesn't want to have kids, let me help you here. Ladies, do not think you can change this man. Do not think that when you get pregnant, he miraculously will be now happy with a child because he won't and he will resent you. So you just need to own that, that you want a family 
two or three kids, whatever that is, and you can always change your mind, right? Because we think we know what motherhood is, and then we are presented with our beautiful children, <laughs> and and it's all consuming in many ways. So you might say you want three, but by the time you have one, you're like, okay, maybe I just want one. I don't know. But knowing that you do want a child or don't want a child is, I mean, is a life-changing decision. So making sure that you have those conversations about children and if there is desire for it or not on both parties and both sides. And how do we parent our children? This is such a huge subject. Like I have a lot of beautiful clients that, you know, now they are in a healing work and they realize we were raised in very different environments, me and my husband. And I didn't realize that until we had children. And I am more emotionally available and open and I want to console them. And my husband is something different. He's a great guy. And there is this lack of emotional availability many times because that's how he was raised. And so there is a way to work with this. I help my clients with that when you are in a relationship. But when you are dating, sometime along the way, you need to kind of ask and know about your partner's childhood. How was he raised? Was his father compassionate and loving with him? Was his dad able to talk about different things with him and, and you know, emotions and experiences? And is the bond with him and his dad really close? And how is the relationship with his mom? What were the challenges in his childhood? If you don't know that, you will not be able to understand how he thinks about different types of upbringing, what he thinks about his role as a parent, because we mirror what we've seen and how we were raised. So if he's, for example, if his father was avoidant of difficult conversations and difficult feelings, and he would leave him to himself, most often than not, your partner will have the same responses. So when your children are crying, he might be very uncomfortable and leave the room or just tell the child to, you know, suck it up. Not because he's a bad person, but because he was not modeled how to deal with this. So knowing the, the, you know, the family unit that the men you are dating are coming from, so important. So important to understand how they talk about their family. Are they criticizing, blaming, are they judgmental, or are they able to see the shortcomings of their parents, but in a respectful way and also take responsibility for themselves? Because if you have, if you are seeing someone and they constantly criticize and judge other people or speak very negatively of their own parents and other people, guess what? One day they will be speaking very negatively about you. It's a red flag. And we kind of dismiss it because we can think, well, yeah, his childhood was horrendous or it was challenging or he was not supported. And I'm so happy he's sharing but there is a difference between sharing your experience with understanding, with knowledge, with also owning your own part in who you are today and just blaming, complaining, criticizing, pointing the finger and being emotionally triggered or just, you know, having this still negative experience with your parents. There's a big difference in that. How, you know, noticing what kind of personalities you both are. Um, as I mentioned before, if he, if he is more introverted and he really enjoys being by himself, but you want to have parties over and over at your house, it's, it's going to be a problem because he's not moving out when he lives with you. So really noticing how do we want to spend our free time? How do we 
what do we enjoy? And it comes to money too. When our free time arrives, what do we like to spend money on? If your partner likes to spend money on going out and drinking and, and you know, disco or being with his friends and going to cigar clubs and you enjoy spending money on traveling and, and health lifestyle and going to the gym. And, you know, if you are on total opposites and your partner doesn't have to be similar to you, you can be different, but you have to have something in common. And if there is not much in common in how you spend your free time, guess what? With time, you will go further and further and further away from, from each other. Like I remember I had a friend, you know, the husband had a specific interest uh, and a hobby and he would spend weekends, a lot of weekends alone because she was not interested in his hobby. And with time, and it was like not just one week in a month during the summer and I think like five months of the year, it was so intense for him that he would be away like two or three weekends out of the month and she was not with him. And even though they were a beautiful couple, they were just not compatible long-term because on one of those weekends, he met a woman who had the same interests like him. And guess what happened? Yeah, we know what happens because if we cannot connect over something on a deeper level, then we just keep spending so much time separately from each other that... You know, we say we say we grown apart. You you don't just grow apart. It's relationship requires intention and it requires your attention and your input. You have to water it. Like if you have a plant and you don't water it, it will die. So relationships don't just grow apart. The marriage institution is not bad. Men are not horrendous. It's who we are as women in those relationships, how we choose them and how we choose to show up how we nurture ourselves and let's say water ourselves and, and soothe ourselves, take care of ourselves and the relationships. It is so, so vital to understand our role in all of this. So choosing the lifestyle that is um, compatible, you know, for example, if you are an entrepreneur, I have a lot of entrepreneurs that work with me and you want to travel the world and you find a guy who works for a corporate and he has to be in the office from nine to five every single day. Tell me how after the first year of love and, you know, the sexual connection, how are you going to make it, make it work? You are not going to make it work. It's going to become a challenge because you will say, I want to go travel for one or two months and he has to be in the office because that's his job and that's his responsibility and he loves it. So, Getting very clear on just those distinctions, it's so important. It really helps you to make conscious choices and create a conscious relationship instead of this wild, you know, sexual attraction that is amazing when you are not looking for a long-term relationship. And I don't say um, healthy relationships don't have that. Of course, sex is very, very important. That's another thing we need to talk about. And when we are choosing a partner, you don't want to make your choice just based on how amazing he is in bed or how attracted you feel to him because you will not see all the other things that matter for you. And, you know, sex is important knowing what your boundaries are with sex, right? So some um, people are more open about the sexual boundaries and what they want to experience in relationships like I would tell you, like, for us, it was so important that we are monogamous and there is not even a conversation about that. And let's say if at some point I decide I'm changing my mind, I will not be, you know, doing it behind my husband's back, but I would be saying this. But that's not even on our value list, correct? So you have to be 
very honest. What are your sexual preferences? What do you allow to happen in, in bed or not and physically? All of us have different preferences, correct? So if your preferences in a, in a sexual realm are not aligning and, and sexual attraction and, and you know, the type and quality of your sexual life really can damage or make your relationship, being honest about that, not pretending that you like something that you really don't or pretending that you are open to something where you are really not, like really holding yourself to your own standard of your values and non-negotiables and how you want to feel. That's not like, how do I want to feel in my relationship? And I know relationships um, are not always easy and I know that um, there will be a lot of challenges coming, you know, in your relationships and from life and you know, life is just always shadow and light. So challenges and beautiful moments. But how do you want to feel in a relationship? Do you want to feel like even if it's not going great at this moment, that, that you are supported, that you are connected, that you are valued? How do you want to feel? Or you want to feel that you are always worrying and always thinking, what is this person doing? It, it is so, so important. How do I want to feel as a woman, as a wife in this relationship? very important. Staying honest with, with, with ourselves and also having standard and making agreements with yourself that if you are dating and you see something that is not aligned with you, that you will hold yourself to that standard, that you will hold yourself to your own boundaries. Because when we think of boundaries, we think that, you know, there are for other people in our life, but do you know your own boundaries and do you uphold your own boundaries in, in how you communicate and act and what you accept? Because People will treat you and you will receive in relationships where you allow. You are like the main character, right? And your partner has his own role where he has to look at what is allowed and what is not allowed and, and how he responds where the boundaries are crossed, but also our own boundaries. If I say I want monogamy and I see my partner, you know, doing something that I'm not approving of and it's not my value, Am I holding up to the standard or am I, you know, closing my eyes and pretending that it's not happening because I want the relationship? So all the green flags that I'm, I'm really saying are emotional availability, healthy conflict resolution, being open to growth. And growth can mean so many things for so many of us, different types of growth, right? Uh, it doesn't, my growth doesn't have to look like his growth, but there is this willingness and, and desire for becoming the better person in, in different aspects of, of who we are, right? It can be spiritual growth, financial growth, uh, physical growth, um, whatever that is, or in your hobbies, the way you spend your free time can be so enriching for you. So the green flags, really you need to have a list and you have to know them and you have to embody them as well communication, uh, being clear on what you, what your sexual preferences are, being clear on what money means to you, being clear on if he doesn't communicate his emotions and he runs from you, can you do that? Can you live with that? What are the things you can live with and what are the things, as I said, are non-negotiables and it's, it's up to you to decide. How are you treated? Are you treated with respect? Are you treated in a way that makes you feel taken care of? And also, are you able to receive? So that's a green flag for both of you. Like, I, am I able to receive? Yes or no? And is he able to receive with me? Are we able to be really in this deep, deep connection? Because I think what happens a lot of times when we are unconscious and we go into unconscious dating and unconscious relationships, we can go very wide, but we don't know how to go deep. 
because going deep really requires vulnerability. Going deep requires you being straight up with yourself, but also with the other person. And so really exposing all the different parts of yourself. So I think those are like main green flags to look out for and being clear on yourself. And I want to encourage you to really notice if you make the list and you start dating and you can meet men that are not meeting, maybe meeting half of the green flags for you, but then the other half is not matching to really be compassionate with yourself. And you can feel disappointed. It's okay to feel disappointed, but also holding up to your own standard and and letting it go and letting it go. Because every time you let go someone who is not for you, you keep making space energetically in your heart, mentally, for someone who is meant for you. And what can happen is somebody can look great on a paper. They can have the job, the ambition, the great family, all like I, I have clients that come to me like this guy looked amazing on a paper. But then the conflict resolution was horrible. Like he would just disappear for days and then come back after a week like nothing happened. And, you know, you can learn so much through the dating process of sometimes we think this is what I want, but we don't understand what we need. And like for this client, what it was is I thought I I needed this, but what I realized, what I, I, I thought I wanted this, right? That was on the paper for her. And for him, but what I needed was somebody who knows how to navigate uh, conflict in a healthy way that doesn't run and is available, like someone who is emotionally available in the hardest conversations that we have. And that became her non-negotiable because it was so dysregulating for her. And there are a lot of women in that situations where we can look and it looks great on a paper and then we start doing kind of life together through dating when we become maybe even uh, exclusive And you just keep seeing this over and over that there is this one thing that is just you can't let it go, right? It's important to notice and it's important to be honest with yourself. And it's important to acknowledge your feelings that you you are yearning for love and that was disappointing and process that and then move forward and then move forward and then move forward. So importance of understanding the the green flags importance of compatibility is i can't even say how much it matters because when you have that when you start a relationship every challenge you face together will be so much easier even the hardest periods of your life will be so much easier because your foundation is solid and solid foundation cannot be replaced by sexual attraction or this lust it just cannot so for all you beautiful ladies I want you to be able to really create and step into dating in a conscious way and I want you to create conscious relationships with yourself and and the men so make the list take some time to understand yourself take the time take the time do not go for urgency and be clear on who you are looking for and also be clear on who you need to become to be a great match for that person. So I hope this was supportive and I know it was because we all want a conscious relationship. And remember, may we be deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel, heal and connect again. My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time 
We share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodruff.com and I will see you next week. Thank you.